Well, a good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And joining me, as always, all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. Well, a good day to you, Sir Philip, and how has everything been on the West Coast this past week? Well, summer is exploding all over the place in a wonderful, wonderful way. You know, uh, the rest of the country has, uh, you know, doesn't get into deep summer. And what that means to me is, uh, is, uh, when, the, when the leaves start to take on that deeper green, meaning, you know, we're, we're in it now, pal. And, uh, that, that's what's, that, that, that's what's happening now. And, uh, it's, it's, it, it's quite lovely. And the sun is, sun is shining. And thank God we live near the coast. So, uh, uh <laughs> so yeah, we, you, live, you, we live in a nice, you know, aside from the fact that we live in California. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. That's, yeah, you know, the, that's- the, the, the land of Reagan that has gone to hell in a handbass. By the way, I just have to interrupt you before you get to something more substantial on the West Coast. We had an earthquake uh, a week ago here in Indiana. Did you hear about it? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, well. Did I? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I yeah, think I did. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it, it, it was a little one, but you know, uh, a, a relative of mine was on the second floor, and he said, "Yeah, the house was shaking." I said, "Well, I was driving in from the airport, didn't didn't feel a thing," and then it came out it was a three point eight. But I reminded my um, relative that the biggest earthquake ever estimated estimated in terms of its uh, 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 factors was right along the Mississippi uh, Valley here, uh, that there's a tremendous fault line that runs what, all Wasn't along. it somewhere during the 1840s or something like uh, oh, that? I, I think even earlier. I think the 10s or the 20s, yeah, but it was uh, right in yeah. there. Yeah, and, enormous from what I gather, yeah. And, and now if it took place, it would be catastrophic because then uh, the population was uh, sparse and scant and now it would just shake up everything but anyway we're trying to catch up with you but what else other than uh, those nice verdant summer days have come in on the west coast that you might want to mention well we've got uh, a couple of things with our grand fantastic governor <laughs> two things <laughs> happened this week one is that the recall is going through meaning it it, it even after official um, uh you know the count and and getting rid of what they thought were 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 maybe illegal signatures and stuff in in fact they found 47 illegal um signatures so everything everything is a go and as we've talked about uh, uh, quite a few times where you've asked me what do i think do i think it you know he will be voted out of office and even though i have no idea at least it's official and something is 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 going to happen, um, and uh, I don't know. It all depends upon who he's running against, obviously. Um, so that's that's that. Yeah. Now here's some. There's something else that is that happened this week. You know, when we we're in a terrible drought out here, and uh, which happens now and then. And uh, uh, 
in the last two, three years, I think most of the country knows we've had some horrible fires out here. And when, when, uh, President Trump was president, he would come out and visit and say, you have to clear underbrush because when, because the, the, the environmentalist said, no, you can't do that. You have to just let everything take its own course and, and, and consequently right. everything burn down. Well, now they're changing. They're going to change the policy, meaning Donald Trump was absolutely right that they are going to start clearing underbrush, which is obviously the tinder for, uh, for, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, the, the fires for forest fires. Yeah. So I thought that was sort of a cute little thing too, you know, oh, yeah. uh, there, there've been a, quite a few things. I saw a list the other day of things that Trump said and, 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 during his presidency and everybody else because of the 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 uh the psychotic hatred of him the, the saying that nothing he he said was right or had right, right. a whole list of things now oh. and this is oh. and this is and this is one of them so so maybe yeah. they'll actually uh, be able to find a um a, a process uh, so we don't have uh, yeah. these staggeringly bad fire. Oh, oh that's God. that's yeah. California for you today. Well, well, and and here it's funny you would mention that litany of list of things that uh, uh, Trump would uh, give out, and they would be you know quickly dismissed. Indeed, uh, for the first time at least in four years plus, uh, and I know you'll be envious of this, but I pull up to in my little Chevy cruise and uh, I'm now paying over $3 a gallon for gas, which I haven't in over four years. So there, there are a well, lot I'm, of, I'm, I'm sorry, D Paul, I chuckle <laughs> at that. I'm, we're paying five and a quarter. So, but that's no. California. And guess what? We have oil. Uh, we have, we take oil out of the ground here and yet we're more expensive. So, well, go yeah, figure. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I know it's crazy, but listen, I, I have to uh, mention to you, uh, I'm sure you, you recognized our lead in song, did you not? I did. Anything goes by Cole Porter. Nonetheless, the great Cole Porter. Interesting man. You know, he's a Hoosier. He's an Indiana boy. Yes. Uh, and he came from Peru, Indiana, from a very wealthy family. His actual grandfather, uh, matriarchal, was considered at the time the wealthiest man in Indiana. And of course he went off, I think it was to Yale. It was a Princeton. I think it was a Yale boy and uh, the rest is history. Uh, but there it is. Anything goes. If driving fast cars, you like, if low bars, you like, if old hymns, you like, if bare limbs, you like, if may West, you like, or me undressed, you like, well, anything goes. And that seems to be the ethos right now. <laughs> in our culture even more so than it was in the 20s and depression of the 30s and by that i mean it seems that now as far as anything goes the state can come in and take your kids away yeah i um this is uh this is a there's there's a little thread here that i'll, I'll get to there's an article i want to read the first um uh paragraph uh, from a, an article that appeared in City Journal, which is a great publication uh, by right. a woman named Abigail Schreier. And I will just mm -hmm. read it to you. I will just read it to you and our listeners. Ahmed is a Pakistani immigrant 
a faithful Muslim, and until recently, a financial consultant to Seattle's high-tech sector. But when he reached me by phone in October of 2020, he was just one more frightened father. Days earlier, he and his wife had checked their 16-year-old son into Seattle Children's Hospital for credible threats of suicide. Mm-hmm. Now, Ahmed, or Ahmed, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing mm-hmm. it, was worried that the white coats who had gently admitted his son to their care would refuse to return him. Quote, he said, they sent an email to us, you know, you should take your daughter to the gender mm-hmm. clinic. Mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. the son in. They said you should take your daughter to the gender clinic. I, I, now, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. please. No, I, no I, you, I, just was, I just was wondering, what do you think was the time factor between when he went there and they had done a diagnosis that he was she and contacted the parents and said he should be put into a gender clinic. I, I just curious, was it, was it a day, a week, a month? I mean, the, the, uh, well, do we know? you know, when a parent, when a parent, it, it, it was nothing, it was hardly anything. It, it, yeah. it, when, when a parent brings a child in, you know, because of the possibility of committing suicide, they were, they aren't going to wait a few weeks to hear back. You know? Right. You right. Know, so, no, no, no. But you see, you see, I can't ahead, believe please. that the diagnosis can happen that quickly. Because there is no diagnosis. One of the things that is happening here, D. Paul, uh, in, in terms of this, um, in, in terms of, of this uh, transgender, uh, uh, well, you you use the word, if I may pick it up, there's a word trans influencers. Mm-hmm. Now, the people who have, who had this boy right. was a hospital, but the people who were in, the, in communication with the parents was not only the hospital, but Children's Protective Services, uh-huh. which is a state, which is a state institution, which means they have more power than your cha- than you do over your children. Mm. Now, let, let me pick something up here. Um, a, a, a child psychiatrist, an expert in gender dysmorphia, Susan Bradley, said to this man, the messages these kids pick up from trans influencers when, they, when they're online is, we are the only people who understand you. Your parents... Your people don't really understand you. And it may be the first time in their lives that anybody has said to them, we understand you. We know you. You're okay. You're just like us. And it's powerful. So this is what this is about. This is not about a medical diagnosis. This is about, this is about, they say something or a kid says something, oh, I feel like a girl or something like that when they're in this horrible state of, 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 of pain, you know, to be in a place where they're, they're, they're uh, uh, contemplating suicide, that right. these influencers, these trans influencers jump on it and tell them, this is what's wrong with you. This is what's going on, and we're going to help you. And essentially, D. Paul, screw your parents. Yeah, now, yeah. It, it, now, here's where it gets really interesting to me. 
Please. The age at which minors in mm-hmm. the state of Washington, this also applies to Oregon and California, maybe some others too. Sure. The state at which, uh, the age rather, at which minors in the state of Washington can receive mental health and gender affirming care mm-hmm. without parental permission. Yes. Is 13. In other words, the emails this man, Ahmed, was received from the hospital were effectively a courtesy. The hospital did not require Ahmed's permission to begin his son on a path to medical transition. Got it. Now, Uh, now, uh, other parents have had this. This is not an isolated case, and people get frightened. They get terribly frightened. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? But in this case, thank goodness, Ahmed's cool head prevailed. But in believing he might be walking into a trap, he reached out to both a lawyer and a psychiatrist friend he trusted. The psychiatrist gave him the advice that he believed saved his son, saying, in Ahmed's words, you have to be very, very careful because if you come across as just even a little bit anti-trans or anything, they're going to call Child Protective Services on you and take your take custody of your kid. Bingity bing. And what uh, Ahmed did, he assured the Seattle Children's Hospital that he would take his son to a gender clinic and commence his son's transition. But you know what he really did? He collected his son, quit his job, and moved his family out of Washington. Bravo. Bravo. 13 years old, Paul, and you have lost control of your children. Yeah, no. And I think the thing that I find so frustrating as a, a parent of uh, three beautiful daughters, and uh, I, I know you're the father of a beautiful son, yes. is we understand that there are a multiplicity of issues that are particularly going on a, a young uh, boy, a young girl in those ages of 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, their minds aren't even fully developed. They're, they're in prepubescence when they're earlier. They're just, they're just feeling themselves and who they are. And yes, sometimes there are uh, a multiplicity of reasons for depression. Sometimes there are suicidal tendencies. I mean, I was talking to a young person the other day that's saying it's almost becoming uh, trendy to be able to talk about suicide and consider suicide and et cetera, et cetera. And, and so you're dealing with infinitely complicated issues here. And just like you say, the next thing you know, someone's coming along and say, well, maybe it's because you're uncomfortable in your own skin. Maybe it's because you really aren't who, uh, 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 you know, uh, in the way that you were born in terms of your sex. Your identity may be uh, radically different from that. Listen, if you're yes, 11, n- what- nudging it, nudging it along, the power yeah. of suggestion. The power of suggestion and, and these and, young and, and, and yeah. these and these young children who are susceptible to anything at some point, if their pain and their confusion is 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 overpowering enough, they will well, they, they 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 will buy in, into anything. If, well, you, know, if uh, you remember, yeah. go ahead, please, please. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You, you remember? You know, some years okay. back, the famous McMartin case 
of a school out here in Los Angeles where there was supposedly oh, right. uh, molestation and things of kids going on. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and these poor people who ran this school went on trial. And what happened was the, there were experts who were called in. And they basically found out later on, because the, the, the people who ran the school were exonerated eventually, is that these kids were being trained to testify. They were being yeah. trained by power of suggestion were, that, that they were molested. And, th- yeah. so, and these are little kids. So it's just the same thing well, over and well, over again. It, it, but it, now it, they're talking about changing sex, having, having testosterone, having hormones, having, having, having bodily parts altered. Yeah, yeah. This and, is and, this is yeah. big time stuff. And, and and for us in the theater, you know, all we have to do is go back to Arthur Miller's The Crucible and know that a group of young people can get really carried away very quickly. <laughs> you you, you know right. what I'm saying? That that, right. that that collective mindset just c- takes place. And, of course, that's what's happening right now uh, with the whole trans movement. It has become trendy. It, beca- it, it has become a way of being able to assert yourself. It has become a way of being able to uh, rebel against a, a myriad of things. And this is not to overlook the fact and ignore the fact that as these young people evolve, there will come a point in time when at 18 years of age, et cetera, et cetera, they will have the opportunity to identify however they please or choose to identify. But the thing that really upsets me, Philip, is that, and by the way, some of these clinics are receiving children as young as 11 years of age. And they are basically saying, we understand your child better than you. You are creating an atmosphere not of liberation, and therefore they really can't find their true selves. And as a result, a caring, loving, concerned parent like Ahmad doesn't even have the opportunity to deal with his or her child in a way that says, you know, intuitively, I'm not so sure this is the issue. Let's take some time. Let's let's go and meet with our pastor. Let's go and meet with a therapist. Let's, as a family, discuss it. But there is almost this Machiavellian response that thinks the parents are malevolent and the parents really don't want the best for their children. Hell's bells, we want the best for our children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, uh, there's a, um, um, there's a wonderful documentary uh, that uh, our folks should watch. It's called Transmission. Not transmission as your car, but transmission. What's the rush to reassign gender? This thing is, people should watch this, is transmission. What's the rush to reassign gender? Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see it uh, on YouTube and explores the sobering consequences of gender transition on children by interviewing 17 doctors, parents, activists, and adults who sought medical affirmation of their gender identities. The film, it also analyzes how free speech is being restrained when those who have the nerve to question the prevailing narrative on this issue are being pushed out of the public conversation. 
in 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 one of the one of those interviews, a mother recounted how medical professionals frightened her into believing that her daughter would commit suicide if she was not placed on puberty blockers. Mm. Well, well, here's the uh, here's a scary thing. This whole area is under researched. No. Very few people know what's going on. And one of the things that this documentary so, so, so frighteningly mm-hmm. um, uh, puts out there is that, you know, they, they keep talking about these, 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 uh, uh, the people who are pushing for this, the people who are pushing for this are saying, well, you know, their pain, you know, if you just transition and take a, and take hormones and, mm-hmm. and, and, and these kind of things and all of this, that, that this will alleviate your right. pain. Right. And here's the, here's a nasty fact. Please. Going back to Ahmed's kid who was um, suicidal. Mm-hmm. Once people trans go through the transition, mm-hmm. especially ones who have been, who came from a suicidal place. Mm-hmm. Once the trans transition has happened, suicide, they become a trans male or a is, trans woman. Yes. Either, either, especially women. For some reason, women, the, the numbers are uh, girls. Uh, yep. The numbers are higher, 19 yep. times higher what? after the transition suicide. So suicide. It, it does nothing. In fact, it makes it worse because a lot of these people through this, Oh, I, watching this uh, this uh, documentary mm-hmm. is 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 it makes it worse. They think it's going to be the the the, the thing that fixes everything. You know, the panacea yeah. that it will take care of everything. And 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 one of the things they don't really know if suicide's going to happen, it will happen. It will happen especially with the transition because it gets elevated because it does not solve the underlying problem of someone's pain and misery. It's the suggestion. Here's what it is. You need to be a girl. You sort of have that kind of, uh, that, uh, you know, that kind of proclivity. Bang. It's done. Done deal. Done deal. Oh, oh, Philip, Philip, Philip. It it just, it, it, it breaks my heart. When I uh, reflect on all of this, of course, even here in Indiana, you'll see placards in front of so many houses that say, uh, we believe in science. That's the first byline. Well, and as as you've said to me, you've said to me that so much of this information is anecdotal. It it, it is. it is. That is more anecdotal than any kind of real Medical real, scientific real, research. Real, real science. I mean, we're just moving into this area where the research is going to take uh, a solid generation or two or three. But more importantly, the, you spoke about those trans influencers who are out there. I call them trans enablers. Yes. And they're by the thousands online. And we have 11 and 12 and 13 year old and 14 year olds just listening to their anecdotal information and literally perverting, perverting their minds in relationship to what really might be 
again, a myriad of issues that are going on in the precious mind and spirit and life of these young people. Transmission. Right. What's the rush to reassign gender? The other, the other uh, uh, thing that I would suggest our, our our listeners take a look at, since the lead article that you that we we, we talked about uh, was was by um, Abigail Schreier, is her book "Irreversible Damage: The Transgender Craze Seducing." Our daughters. By the way, Miss Schreier is uh, nobody's uh, dummy. She is one sharp cookie, a law degree from Yale, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what you were talking about earlier, how the 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 true discussion, the true dialogue on this is being repressed, is so true in relationship to Miss Schreier's book. Imagine Target briefly stopped selling the book following criticism online. Amazon suspended a promotional campaign for the book just as it was being published, Amazon claiming that this was because the book infers or claims to diagnose, treat, or question sexual orientation. So again, if you're not drinking the Kool-Aid, if you're not just buying into what is the far progressive outlook on human sexuality, then you are going to be cut off, shut down, and certain and, and canceled. That's right. And, you know, and, and, it, it yeah. used to, it used to be that up that a difference of opinion was a difference of opinion. There, that is not allowed anymore. If yeah. you if you even bring up the fact of wait a second, this that isn't this this needs to be more research that these you are transphobic. Boom, case closed. It's the same thing as you are a racist. End of discussion. You know, someone yeah. calls you a racist or a transphobic yeah. no. or whatever. No. That's supposed to end the discussion. You're and dead. You're dead in the water. You're dead in the water. And that's right. the tragic thing. And we have to literally cry out. And for some reason, those words of Jesus are coming to my mind right now. And you know me well enough to know they're there. Suffer, suffer the little children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of God. We are dealing with precious, precious, precious people here. And and, and they become... Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I no. forgot. I'm sorry about the school bell. One one more <laughs> final thing on that. Please, and, please. And, the, and the children have been thrown into the politic of it all. Yeah. It's all about politics. And you know what? They don't give a damn about the kids. They give a damn about their agenda being uh, being furthered. You know, a, a small thing. I'm sorry about the school no, bell. No, no, no. I love the school okay. bell. You know when this started? Think about when this started. <laughs> it, it started when s- states started lowering the legal age for birth control that you could get birth control without your parents' consent. And then it slipped over in some states, many states, into abortion, that you can have an abortion without your parents' consent if you're a minor. That's right. So once these these political operatives in whatever field they're in, they took all of that, that that we can, then we can do this. You know, the, 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 we, we can, your gender affirming stuff, all of this is done. And, and in, in the name of that, they're just sucking that, that sucking it 
from uh, it, it, sucking the laws and 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 being able to uh, disperse them into whatever whatever political uh, um, agenda they have, and yeah, that yeah. that eliminates the parent and puts who in charge? The state. State the state, folks. We are a step away from a time when children would go to the the clinic, go to the committee, go to uh, the state and report on their parents. That's right. Happened all over Nazi Germany. Happened That's in right. the Soviet, happens in China. We dare not let it happen here. But you did hear that bell. So we got to, <laughs> we got to, the, the old, the old school bell keeps us on the straight and narrow, Philip. And, and, uh, you know, uh, regarding our PSs this week, um, I, 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 I really have, Little to say except uh, congratulations to the New Zealander uh, Gavin Hubbard, who now identifies as a trans woman and goes by Laurel and has made the women's weightlifting team uh, uh, representing New Zealand uh, and will be competing at uh, uh, the uh, Tokyo Olympics uh, thanks to the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, that has caved into trans pre- uh, pressure. Not feminist pressure, by the way. Not feminist pressure. No. Many would say, we dare not do this because it will destroy women's athletics. And we, we, we can do a whole show on that. But give me your PS, because we don't, we, we don't even want to give Laurel too much credit he he even as a, a man only ranks sixth or seventh as a as a as a woman i'm sorry i call him the man and he, I, I i i can't do that you see we cannot do that but Not i because. feel yeah i i because we we are told what language to use we are given the nomenclature this yeah. is what you how you must identify people yeah that's right and you and I, when we speak privately, I have a retort for that. But uh, we, okay. we are we, we are gentlemen and civilized and, well, and, doing, and, and we won't go down that road. But my yeah. my little P.S. this week, well, God up God on what, what we what we did, yeah. uh, we we're talking about anti-Semitism. Yeah. Here's a yeah. here's a good thing uh, in uh, for Father's Day in Philadelphia. The organizers of uh, of a thing called Taste of Home, uh, they added what they wanted to add uh, were uh, were ethnic food trucks as part of this big you know street fair with food from different parts of the world. A Taste of Home and all of this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, he said with little quotes around it, a food truck called Moshava was a food truck that uh, um, was selling Israeli food. Oh, well, we can't have that, can we? There was such an outcry by whoever that this brave organization said, well, no, you can't come. No, everybody else can come except the Israeli food, the Moshava. Well, there was a huge backlash on that. Uh, Even even a couple of state representatives, a huge backlash saying, you just can't do this. It's anti-Semitic and all that. And here's how brave they were. You know what they did? They canceled the event. (laughs) Not the whole event, just the food truck thing. That's yeah. the way to that's the way to solve the problem. 
Oh boy. So that's 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 my little uh, uh, that's my and, little PS this week. And 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 here it goes again. Anything. Anything goes, Philip. But it is about that time. To wrap it up and say goodbye to our listeners and uh, in way of a reminder, friends, regardless of what's going on in this crazy, and it is a topsy-turvy world of arts, we live in a great country because it's a free country and we've got a lot to be thankful for. So let's be thankful, but let's speak the truth as well as we can in love. And so till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and... Philip Charles McKenzie. Inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right.